that whole uh, voice generating thing that I was telling you about, mm-hmm. I've seen like people that post the videos on it. It's really scary because what they do is they'll call you, right? Yeah, like, and act like it's your family member yeah. in trouble. Yes. No, I, I'm. <laughs> jokes on you. I wouldn't save my family even if it is them. So ha, <laughs> take that, scam artists. <laughs> And we're live. Hi, everybody. <laughs> we got Fernando with us today. He is into cosplay. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's kind of titled as now. But before like that phrase came up like many years ago, mm-hmm. it was just prop building and costuming. Well, I knew he was legitimate when he had a literal Ghostbusters car. He had retrofitted his car with all this stuff to make it look like the Ghostbusters van. All the pseudoscience and everything. Of course, you got the Ghostbusters logo on the door. It's legit now. That's it's important. Legit. <laughs> you got to have that brand, man. That thing was one of my favorite projects that I ever worked on. It was a pain in the butt. I mean, everything that had to be done with that car, rewiring everything and getting the stuff on the roof rack to work and function and all the gears and motors. And You were in New York City, correct? Yeah, with that car, yeah. So where did you do that work? There was a metal shop, a good friend of mine who owned a metal shop out in Long Island so we did a lot of the fabrication stuff there and around the same neighborhood there was like a powder coating uh, powder coating place where I used to get the stuff painted I had a friend who did like vinyl wrapping and graphics design so you know we got everything done at his shop and then the other stuff I just did we had a small backyard at uh, my parents place so this is our only other male guest with a full head of hair okay. <laughs> wow I didn't I wasn't gonna say anything but damn yeah other than Alex but Alex doesn't have a beard. Can Alex grow a beard? I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure it's got some patchwork there, but I mean, I'm sure he can grow hair on his face. I don't know, man. Some guys can't. Just to give you an idea of what our guest kind of looks like here, picture Eli Roth, if anyone's familiar with him. In horror, he's a recognizable face. Is that fair? I, I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. It's Eli Roth with a small beard. You, you can pass with that. Okay. Definitely with the hair. That's okay. what I'm getting at. Todd, that conversation last night with that chick, she was throwing out all these actors' names and shows I was totally in the dark and had never heard of. I figure you would know. Probably so. So I just kind of played it cool. I didn't really <laughs> respond. But I, just, I figured you'd like IMDB that. Like, oh, yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> you know, the one about and just read the synopsis. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give you the spoiler. She knows about Final Space. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, but she doesn't know that I know Cody. Yeah, I told her you write, wrote for it. Oh, hell. Okay, yeah. First of all, she said she's really into HBO cartoons. I said, Todd wrote for one. And she's like, what's the name of it? And for the life of me, it was kind of escaping my memory. I said, maybe it was Open Space. And then, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Francis was, Ford Coppola had the same problem. Like, I think it's called The Good Father. I don't know. Bunch of guys in suits. That's all I know. Bunch of guys in suits. <laughs> but that's awesome. I, 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 I kind of wish the cat didn't come out of the bag just yet, but that's awesome. You can still talk to her about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to, definitely. It's You don't meet... I hate to say it, but you don't meet those people every day. Well, she's super animated about everything, so I think you can still have something to talk about on that. What was it like moving from New York to South Carolina? What, like, what's really stood out when you did that? Trees? Uh, <laughs> the peace and quiet, pretty yeah. much. All the fucking rain. I hear that a lot from people that aren't used to the South. Does that seem that way to you? 
No, I mean, I, I miss it because when I was in California for a while, it never rained. It maybe rained during the wintertime, but it was supposed to snow. Uh-huh. So we had a couple of rainstorms a year, nothing else throughout the rest of the year. It was really nice. Like just, I would purposely sit, my parents have a deck with like the awning on it. Yeah. So when it rained, I, I typically just, I love it. I sit outside on the deck, I have a drink and I just relax. I like the sound of the rain. The oh, that, smell of it. I always hang outside if I can. That would put me to sleep. How about the humidity? People comment on that a lot. I had a real big problem with that in uh, in New York and yeah, in here as well. I didn't have that over in California. It was just hot. The yeah. pollen's ridiculous here too, comparatively. When I first went from New York to California, I, growing up, we didn't have the funds to like go on family road trips and you know vacations. Mm-hmm. So when I drove cross country, I said, "This is going to be the time. I'm going to have fun." So typically, you know, if you drive straight, it takes like what, like four days, five days. But instead, what I did was made a bed in my car and I packed everything up and I drove cross country. And it took me about two and a half months. I stopped everywhere and I would camp and whatnot. And wow. so you didn't have a you weren't. In a 16-foot moving truck, obviously. No, I was in a, the Ghostbuster car, but I took everything off. I did it on the cheap. I got a like a black membership to Planet Fitness, so I would take a shower at Planet Fitness every night. And then I would purposely park in the uh, Holiday Inn Express parking lot because they have breakfast in the morning. So I would go there in the morning in PJs <laughs> pretending I was up. Oh, yeah, they'll let you do that, no problem. And I would go there, and I would just eat everything, charge my phone, read the paper, whatnot. <laughs> More coffee, please. Come on. A lot of fun. I think my favorite state as far as, like, the scenic is, uh, I would say, Utah. I was only thinking to spend like two days there and I ended up spending seven in Zion National Park. As a New Yorker, like, you know, you think a hiking trail, you're like, oh, like a couple of, maybe a mile or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just always, you know, kept hearing about Angels Landing, Angels Landing. I don't know if you heard about it. So, yeah, a couple of people I know have done that, but I didn't have time. So I did it and I just woke up late. It was like around three o'clock and this is like around December. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do Angels Landing today. And I'm by myself. I start, and the the views were absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous. And I finally get to the top. And this, I think the hike, let's just, you know, I can't remember. Let's just say it was like three and a half miles. Okay? So I get to the top. That's a lot of elevation change. Oh, yeah. So it's a pretty tough hike. So it took me, I don't know, an hour or two to do it. About two hours. And I get to the top, and I'm like sitting there. I'm taking pictures. I'm like, man, this is beautiful. I'm watching the sunset. And I was like, wow, this is gorgeous. And then the sun is almost about to set. And I said, oh, shit. I was like, I got to do this in the dark. (laughs) So I had to hike the entire thing in like pitch black darkness. And that took me over four and a half hours. (laughs) Four days later. Four and a half hours. I was freezing. God. I heard every kind of animal you can hear in the middle of the night. That's what I would be most worried about. Like, So no one else was walking back down? Not at that time. Everybody knew what they were doing. I did not. So that was a big mistake on my well, part. Well, you got a, that one little moment that most people don't get, though. What's that? At the, being at the very top oh, yeah, yeah. for sunset. <laughs> yeah, that was a great time. I remember uh, I wanted to treat myself, so I bought a, a steak. And I had, like, bacon and eggs in the morning. And then at night, I was making steak on this little camp. On the trail on his little camp kit. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> the camping stove. He and was pretty prepared, but no flashlight. I had a headlamp. I had a headlamp. Oh, those help a lot. Yeah. Uh, that died while I was going back down. <laughs> of course. And so did my phone. It, it also died. I, f- I dropped my phone, and it fell I don't know how many feet, and I was able to find it. I wouldn't uh, know. That's kind of amazing, actually. Yeah. I wouldn't know this if Carrie's son-in-law wasn't like a big-time hunter. But he's got a... It's 
a hard hat or something with a really big lamp on it with a huge battery pack on it. I don't think that would die on you if you had it charged up. But yeah, that thing puts out all the light you would need. He does coon hunting. I kind of wanted to get him on to talk about it because nobody does that. I don't know why you would do it, but he does. Is he willing to talk and, about it? And deer hunting, but some uh -huh. other people deer hunt. He's got dogs and shit. So it's tough for them to find a place to live if people don't want a bunch of a pack of hunting dogs. Once they get going in like the backyard or whatever, they make some noise. Oh yeah, yeah. They drink too much. They smoke too much. They party all the time. Just totally inconsiderate. But they're good at hunting. That's their purpose. <laughs> so tell us about your hobbies. Everything creative. I really love working with my hands. I try to build as much as I can, and if not in my downtime, I do uh, side work. You know, my dad was a construction worker. He was a drywall taper, but also very handy. So, you know, I picked it up over the years. So to keep myself busy, I work in the neighborhood, <laughs> rebuild decks and do some stuff like that. But shout out, Jamie. He's rebuilding a deck this week. He says it's killing him and stuff. <laughs> it is a pretty big deck. I would hire somebody. To we gambled away all our money. Oh, well, it's, in it's, that case. <laughs> he's going to have to do the labor. Well. So I like to design, build, fix things, mm -hmm. and that's one thing with the podcast, with any videos we do, kind of scratches that itch a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so it sounds like you are the same way. You're, you've got to do something creative. Yeah. I'm a big Ghostbusters fan, too. The Office and Ghostbusters. <laughs> Todd got excited the other day. There's a new Ghostbusters coming out. He made me watch the trailer. I didn't make you. I just said you should, and then I showed you. I like the fact they're taking it in a different direction with the mysterious villain now. I love the fact they brought back Gozer, because I was just saying, they never killed Gozer. They just closed the door on him. He's still there somewhere. But I'm glad we tied up that little loose end with Afterlife. I don't know. I, I kinda, I'm optimistic about Frozen Empire. I like the new gang, and Paul Rudd's just the perfect fit. His brand, his humor, everything. One of the uh, things that were, they were pulling from was the animated series for the villain. They were getting yeah, their ideas from the animated series. I loved the animated series growing up. I was about to say, they had 10,000 villains. Like, some a new villain just about every episode. Yeah, you can just, any episode, Jerry Pickett, oh, that's the story for the movie. Yeah. You a big Ghostbusters fan growing up? My favorite villain was Todd Cooper. <laughs> uh, because he was such an ineffective villain. Yeah, and but somehow I, I they, did, they couldn't stop me, though. They couldn't stop me. <laughs> My ineffectiveness <laughs> flew right under their radar. <laughs> That was actually one of the first props that I ever made. Well, I started it in 2007, and then I like kind of mastered it in 2009. Yeah. Uh, I was the first person to make the first animated version of the Proton Pack. So the one featured in the cartoon, the blue one. Yeah. So no one at that time made it. And the thing is, in that community, you know, there's so much research that's been put into that community. Yeah. And there was a lot of IDing on the props and what part was used here and there. And I didn't have a crazy amount of money. But the thing is, with the animated thing, it's it's drawn. So you don't know what material it's made out of. You just got to make that shape and make this shape. Kind of so, engineer it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I started to do that. And people were like, whoa, this is really cool. And I was just like, I think I'm onto something. So every, you know, six or eight months, I would rework it and rework it and rework it. And that was And like, that's how he finally invented the 3D printer. <laughs> 
you were right about the detail that people go into. Since Frozen Empire was released, I'm part of a, several Ghostbusters groups on Facebook. You want to name some? Because I'm part of them, too. Oh, for real? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, okay, then you've probably seen the same thing I have. People are going nuts over what, that jacket. That red coat? Yeah, they got to have the jacket. That parka man? I would like to have one that says Bankman on it, though. I think that'd be cool. Is there a way to mass produce and sell those? What, the red coat? Yeah. Well, the the official company, they do sell them. We, we found what well, they... It was sourced uh, in the, one of the groups that I was in, so we found out which exact jacket they're wearing in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, but there's this company called uh, Magnolia Clothing, and Magnolia Clothing, they replicate a lot of movie um, wardrobe. No, but the community is... Now it's totally different, especially with 3D printing. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I love it, but at the same time, it's... It's kind of cheating when you 3D print, <clears throat> or depending on how much you 3D print. I feel like part of that is... It's, it's like the same argument with practical effects versus CGI. I respect Tom Savini more than I do, no offense, anybody working for Marvel with a computer, because Tom Savini was like the MacGyver of special effects. Like, how can I make this on page look like this on film with stuff I have around me. Yeah, I met him at a at a horror convention at the urinal in the bathroom. Get just, out of here! And I just went and I was like, hey, he goes, not now. I was like, oh. <laughs> it was the same urinal. They were sharing. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> hey, it's sex machine, not that role. Don't don't recollect that role in a men's bathroom with me. <laughs> Remember in middle school when they ordered the wrong stall dividers in the bathroom and they were like three feet tall? And then they didn't go back and fix them. That was, do you remember uh, that? Yeah, I do. That wasn't an accident. Or I guess that was an accident. Like, I, I go in there and they was just like, what is this? Nowadays, they would have to fix that. Like, it would hit social media and they would, like, have pressure. They just left it. Some people would, I think, pretend to take a dump once it became trendy. <laughs> I remember a couple of people in particular, but I, I'm not going to call out We went to a ass middle school, by the way, Fernando. Apparently, they ordered the wrong dividers for the urinals for the, in the men's room. It looked like something like Danny DeVito. That would serve his purpose. God, I broke six feet in, like, ninth grade. So, like, in eighth grade, I wasn't that much shorter. I walk into that thing. It's like, okay, this thing comes up to my thigh. Like, all right. Well, that's so weird that anyone even sold that. Well, who would put up those dividers, look at that job, and be like, yeah. This is this is the way it should be done. This is what it should look like. I'm gonna clock out now. <laughs> and then whoever writes the check, yep, that's what we wanted. Here you go. We're gonna pay you. No, no, no. We, in the school district, they probably paid them first. You never do that with a contractor, but they probably paid them first. I always remember seeing it in movies. You know, typically like in a jail or anything like a on an army base, whatever. You know, it's the same thing, but like with showers. Mm-hmm. Where they would like stop right about here, so you can like see the next person. That so they were military about. shower dividers. <laughs> Maybe it was like military bathroom dividers. That's what it was. Yeah, just, like like what you said, Rob. People would blast it all over social media, make a huge issue out of it. They would have to change it. If we only had that. <laughs> that's probably why they tore the middle school down to build those apartments. Oh, for real. Yeah, because of the stall dividers Just the and a few other things. I would imagine they probably looked at the stall dividers like, this. nope, this would be too much to renovate. Just demolish it. We'll erect apartment <laughs> buildings. Fernando. Let me investigate something here. What's your heritage or lineage that you've got a name like Fernando Hernandez and pretty light skin? <laughs> <laughs> Both my parents are from uh, Havana, Cuba, and they came here in the 70s. Around that time, uh, you know, the, all the drugs and whatnot in the 80s, 70s and 80s, uh, my parents were really afraid. 
So they had two, I have two older brothers and I'll tell you their name in a second. Uh, but then when I was born, you know, that stuff went away and they were very proud of being Cuban. So they're like, we're going to name him Fernando Jose Hernandez. And I speak a tiny bit of Spanish. Because okay. by the time I was born, they would speak to me in, in Spanish and I would respond in English and we were able to understand each other. Right. But the two brothers who know how to speak Spanish, what are their names? Dave and Steve. Very close. Are you serious? John and Fred. Ah, man. Fred. And I was like, really? Fred, I knew it. <clears throat> really? And they, it was just an ongoing joke every time. Like, that is... People come over. They're like, and you know, I'm on the phone, like, oh, hey, uh, what's your name? I was like, oh, Fernando Hernandez. And then and they start talking to me in Spanish. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'd like to introduce our children here. Here's, uh, <laughs> here's John. Here's Fred. And uh, here's uh, Fernando. Oh, yeah. Which one's not like the others? <laughs> <laughs> my my dad tried so hard to blend in when when he was doing uh, when he was in the union. So he went by Fred, and then my mom's name, how you pronounce it, is uh, Carida, which is Caridad. And uh, there was times where my dad used to bring coworkers over, right, yeah. just to hang out, have a beer. My dad, you know, like put it on his thick New York accent. <laughs> it was just funny. He's like, and there was just one time I'm in the kitchen. My mom's there, and she's like making coffee or something for them, and they're talking. He's like, oh, uh, Dave, I want you to meet my wife. This is my wife, Sharon. And I'm just like, wow. You you botched her name, but like didn't even say, oh, this is Carrie. You yeah. know, instead of Carida. You know, he's like, no, Sharon. And I looked at him, and she looked at me. We all looked at each other. I was like, you ass, man. I was like, you're not even close. You're not even close. <laughs> so every time we wanted to, like, annoy my mom, we go, Sharon. 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 <laughs> I was just curious. I've been trying to figure this out for a long time. Because when I lived in Las Vegas, there's a large population of really light-skinned Hispanics. They're from Mexico, though, because when they go home to visit, that's where they're going. But they're super, super light-skinned. It's not just one or two. Yeah, some some places are like that. Well, with Cuba, it's like it's either one or the other, really. If you look at them, they're either like very light-skinned or very dark-skinned. It's one or the other. People I know are just I, white. You got whiter than white and then white. Uh, off-white, I guess. That's my frame of reference. Pasty white. Pasty white. Albino, I think they prefer. Are there albino white people? Because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, actually. But when we find one, we'll get them on the show. <laughs> I saw this thing with a lizard the other day on a nature show. Lived out in the desert, and he like it gets cold at night, wakes up in the morning, can't even move. But then during the day, it turns white, so it doesn't attract the sun as much. It needs to heat up some, but it gets so very hot that it, it tempers that heat via turning white. Yeah, I, yeah. No, that's a kind of smart. I always heard that black attracts heat. That thing wakes up so cold it, it can't even eat. Like a bug was walking past it and it was just looking at it like wishing it could same. taste it. No, no, no. I wake up the same way. Totally paralyzed till about 11, 1130. I'm kidding. I have <laughs> my sleeping schedule is totally messed up. Quick break. I was about yeah. to say. What kind of hot topics you got going on? Well, let me get to those in a second. Did you ever eradicate any ghost with your vehicle? (laughs) The Ghostbusters car? Or do you, what do you do with them? Trap them? Kill them? Wow, wow. Okay, sir. (laughs) Let me explain to you the simple science of trapping a ghost, okay? (laughs) You need a proton accelerator. First off, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One on one here. Come on. 
Rob's not big into the Ghostbusters, obviously, and stuff, but they trap ghosts in what's called a trap. They store it in a containment unit. Think of it like a safe full of ghosts. Yeah, the proton packs don't actually shoot them. They're just used as, like, think of it like a lasso. Yeah, it's like a capture stream. Yeah. So it's an electrical lasso. Almost Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Like a lizard's tongue when it goes out and catches it and pulls it back. I think that was the original inspiration, yeah. That's what I was getting at with the lizard. (laughs) (laughs) Fernando. Yes. What was the original name of the Ghostbusters script? Due to the copyright infringement and pending on film nations. Yeah, they were, they were, yeah. And then they and they brought out that animated series just to spite them. Yeah, I can't recall the working title, but I remember they did a couple of takes where they said Ghost Smashers, yeah. Ghost Catchers, Ghost Chasers, Ghost Breakers, Ghost Breakers. Yeah, yeah. they were just like oh, Ghost Breakers. They were about to go with that, and it's like, listen, we gotta get the rights to this. Listen to them say Ghostbusters. It catches. Yeah, who's your favorite Ghostbuster? Uh, I mean, Egon, ah. Egon Spangler. Yeah, he's my favorite. I'm Venkman. I love his. Uh, Dry wit. I also... Tully. Yeah! Tully, when he was a Ghostbuster, but man, he was... <laughs> I loved him so much. He was so great. I, I, I grew to love his, uh, his deliveries over the years. I'm going to ask both of y'all. Are chicks into that at all? As a matter of fact, they did reboot mm-hmm. it with an all-female cast. No, I don't think we should talk about that. Yeah, well, like, you know. <laughs> it, okay, <laughs> just briefly on that movie, I love the story. I thought the story was solid. The humor was there. It wasn't quite Ghostbustery, but I didn't expect it to. But why they decided to reboot it instead of make it a sequel like Afterlife was, I don't know. I'd give everything a fair shake, but the way they went about it, I just did not... Swing and a miss. Yeah, like. you know, they, they wanted to do something different, but they were all like, it's different. And it's not like the original. Oh, here's Bill Murray. Oh, but it's we not want the original. The original. Here's yeah. Dane Eckert. Oh, it's not the original. You got all the original guys you, you, know, you can have, but you're not going to have them play the Ghostbusters. Okay. And they show the firehouse, but don't get it confused. Yeah. The car, don't get it confused. I wasn't a big fan of Chris Hemsworth's, you know, dense secretary. That was a shtick I could have done without. I kind of liked it more than just everything else in the yeah. film. Guilty pleasure, Todd. Yeah. It, it just yeah. didn't feel like Ghostbusters humor. It felt like Saturday Night Live humor or something. Well, it's, it's funny that you say that because I, what I tell people, the reason why I didn't like it was that in the original, it was a sci-fi comedy and this one was a comedy sci-fi yeah and that was the problem because they were like scientists and they were so awkward it was funny yeah and the dialogue made it funny but then with the reboot i didn't like it because you can cherry pick any line out of that script and you can end it with that's what she said everybody was trying to top each other's joke everybody wanted to be bill murray everybody wanted to have the last line the last laugh and that's why I was just like, no, it's not. I love the equipment. The equipment was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought, you know, they, they put a lot of work into the design of that. Yeah, they're making it their own, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But it just, it, it, reboot? Really? Really? But we got Afterlife, and I was happy about that. And I got high hopes for Frozen Empire. I really do. I, I love the fact they're going in a new direction. Immediately after Afterlife, there was a little bit of internet talk about like, oh, maybe they'll bring back Vigo. And I'm like, no. They killed him in the painting. It totally exploded. I can show you a video later. Back in like 2010 or 11, uh, I had a, a Ghostbusters theme like nerd cave yeah. uh, where I was living. I had this window, and you know the original painting. I've seen it in person. It's yeah. like nine feet tall, three, four feet wide. And I was like, I really want this thing. I really want it. I was just like trying to figure out how I can put it in this room. And I had this fairly large window. And what I did was I bought some molding, some molding with like, you know, uh, 
old Victorian style design to it and I gave it a, a nice paint job and I made a picture frame around the window and I installed uh, a vinyl shade at the top. I got my friend uh, to print the Vigo sh uh, image on the vinyl shade yeah. and then inside I put uh, a soundboard with speakers and a motion sensor so you would pull the shade down and every time you walk by the window it would quote stuff from the movie. <laughs> so, so that was the, the first ever... That was I made the first ever talking Vigo painting. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, command me, Lord! Command me! <laughs> Did you play the game? The uh, 2009 game? I No, I didn't. You can still play now. You get very cheap. Yeah, I, I was about to say, it's pretty much like a, a, its own sequel in its own right. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Like, I know they came in and did the original uh, voice acting and stuff. Uh, I remember Bill Murray saying in a little press kit for it that, yeah, yeah, I did. went in, recording session was great, very nostalgic. You know, this was way before they talked about a reboot and anything. It was just him going back in time, playing Venkman again, you know, in a video game, but still. And it's like, God, I started whistling the Ghostbusters theme. It was I fresh remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude walking past says it's something. Like, it's just like, God, is that guy not, not get over himself whistling the Ghostbusters theme? It's like, come on. And that game was a lot of fun. I, I just, uh, I missed the boat in my generation's uh, video game obsession. Like, I got into games when I was younger, like Mortal Kombat or Super Mario, but I never got into, like, the RPGs or the uh, strategic games or anything like that. Metal Gear Solid wasn't my, my jam. It's a great game in its own right. I just never got into it that much. With my brother was a huge gamer. But he went to the army, and by the but when he left, I was like fifteen. He the guy was just like, we 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 gotta save up, we gotta mow the lawn, we gotta get this game. It's coming out next week. <laughs> and then it was the same story like every month. Oh no no, this is the game. This is the game. So like, it's like I, a drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo and Super Nintendo, Sega Dreamcast, and PlayStation One. I'm like very well rounded with. Uh, but after that, you know, I just became like the typical person. You know, I played Counter Strike and then Call of Duty and I didn't really get too much into gaming after he left. I just bought, like, the, the big titles. I remember my brother was, uh, we were all watching my brother play Castlevania on, the, on the Nintendo. It's all three brothers and my mom, and we're watching it. My dad's away on a trip. And he's towards the end, right? Uh -huh. And my oldest brother, you know, he thought he was being funny. He goes and he presses the power button. While he's doing it, my mom's like, you know, he stops him dead in his tracks. So he made my mom. My mom made my brother hold the power. Yeah, hold it in. Hold no, for the rest of the night. Oh, that's awesome! He sat there for like three hours and just like he had to hold it down. Well, he had to. Yeah, he put himself in that position. If he let go of it, it would have turned off and not saved progress. Especially with a courageous knight battling vampires and other ghouls, or else he'll be caught in his underwear. That was a weird game. Yeah. Well, you know, about back that. in the day, it was just, uh, thank God for, like, the save function. Because there were <laughs> yeah. some games you just had to play 10 or 12 hours straight to, to beat it, because you just couldn't save it. I always hated video games based on movies. Like, even if the movie was great, the games notoriously were horrible. Uh, E.T.? <laughs> That's one that does come to mind. I never played that one, but I understand they filled a landfill with the extra copies they did not sell. Do you ever try landing a jet in a Top Gun? No. That is the most difficult thing. <laughs> it's, 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 like a, it's like a joke. Like try, like, try to play the Nintendo version of Top Gun. Yeah. That's like a big meme, like just trying to land that plane. I remember I was so disappointed in the original Back to the Future game for Nintendo because I was like, oh, I love Back to the Future. The Mario so flies like going like this on the floor. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it's just like, this isn't that great. Like, and then I realized, okay, the game aspect is its own thing. It doesn't matter what the game's about. It's the playability of it. That's what attracts me to it. But when I was a kid, I was just like, oh, this is a property I recognize. I got to get the game for it. Licensing at its best.
Yeah, they did that a lot. Yeah. A whole lot. Yeah. Right? Even for to... movies that don't even need games. Yeah, weird ones. There's weird ones out there. Yeah. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption, the game. <laughs> Gets a little weird when Andy first meets the sisters in level one. <laughs> Forrest Gump, the game. Don't worry, the loading time is supposed to take that long. It's hey, a little slow. You know, you can use the uh, the trackpad, the running pad. And <laughs> can... I forgot about that. That. Can be the, that can be the entire game. You can't shut it off. you got to run for yeah. you know, the same distance. But yeah, yeah, I never got into video games. I went to Todd's house when he was in middle school. Basically what he had was the biggest library of VHS tapes anyone <laughs> has ever had. And I... I guess you probably wound up throwing them out, didn't you, Todd? The uh, the dubbed ones, the ones that I bought. Like, I had this obsession with, like, if I liked a movie, I kept it, and nine times out of ten, I would dub it, unless it was, like, a great movie, a classic movie, something worth paying the big $20 bill for back then for a VHS tape. Which I thought they were, like, more expensive. I thought they were, like, almost, like, 30-something back so, when they first came depending out, Depending right? on where you shop. Like, if you go to, like, Blockbuster the day the brand-new movie came out, yeah, you're paying 25 30 bucks. Yeah. But, uh, you, you know... Go to Walmart, someplace like that. And, God, back in the day when Best Buy used to do, like, a little loss leader on it. Like, you can get a brand-new movie or a brand-new CD for 10 bucks, but only that first week. Hmm. That was just to drive up sales and to drive up, you know, foot traffic and things like that. So, yeah, if you find, like, a deal like that, you could get it for a bargain. Do you still have your VHS collection? I have the bought ones. I don't have the ones that I dubbed. Those I had to give up because it's like, seriously, am I going to watch these? I mean, the more majority of these I already bought either on DVD or Blu-ray or 4K. That's like our episodes. The more times you listen through and then share them with your friends again and again, it just gets better and better. Oh, yeah. Every time you do that. Yeah, people just have to do that, and their life gets better and better. I don't know the exact story. I just remember hearing this like about a month ago. Did you hear about when they, I think they had to do reshoots for Alien, and it was when Sigourney Weaver was in her underwear. Uh, She uh, had... You know, hair. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I read about that. Yeah, yeah, she had, and she wouldn't shave it. She wouldn't shave yeah. it. Yeah. And they had to go frame by frame and like, like scrub it out. So Pull much the hairs money. digitally. Oh yeah, I tell you, that was the style back then. That would have been what the original Alien was seventy nine. So yeah, porn was one big pubic hair. <laughs> Way to stick it to the man, Sigourney. You show him who's boss. I was just looking up some hot topics for us, and yeah. I just kind of screenshotted the ones that I might. Oh, okay. That way we can run through them quicker. But yeah, uh, Aliens, check it out. The, supposedly the story behind the Aliens, just right quick, is uh, James Cameron wanted to make a franchise out of Alien. That was supposed to be a standalone Ridley Scott horror movie. And um, supposedly what got them interested in his ideas was that he wrote aliens on the board with a giant cash symbol for the S. And it's like, guys, we introduced one to the audience. What if we introduced a whole army of them and a queen and make it like a hierarchy? We still have that same isolated horror. Yeah, that'd probably make money. Biggest biggest summer blockbuster of 86, I believe it came out in. So there you go. You use it to pick up girls? Yeah, that wasn't too difficult with that car. If I had a Ghostbusters car, I don't think I could pick up any women with it. Not here. But but they might smell the fake, you know. Like, if, but if I was super into it and and had one, you then, just show them your you show them your proton pack. If I was all into that, I would find that one girl that's just over the top about it too. Yeah. Hot topics. <laughs> <laughs> Escaped 
horse. So this horse was actually on an airplane in like the cargo somehow in a big horse crate. I imagine first class for a horse given the leg room, but okay if you say so. Escaped horse stirrups trouble mid-air on a 747 forces emergency landing. You know, I've been saying this for so long. They need to cut off drink service like once you leave the tarmac because those people just get plastered and horses too. I'm guessing stirrups was a, a pun. To me, it looked like one. <laughs> <laughs> so the forced landing. I, I, I imagine there's somebody on that flight just like, you know, out of all things that could have gone wrong today, of course I'd pick the flight with a horse on it that escapes. Who checks the locks? How do you even have a, a crate certified for a horse? I don't know. There, there's no, imagine there's no check- handler? This looks like it's a regular flight. Well, the picture of the plane, which might not actually have Man. been the plane. Well, I bet you it would have been easy to find in that luggage carousel when you arrived at your destination. Like, oh, that's the horse is me. That's my, oh, I'm sorry. Was this your horse? I'm sorry. It's similar we're both, pages. We're both grabbing for yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So that's, that's my horse. That's my uh, horse. Uh, I got the uh, purple ribbon on it. Yeah. Uh, that way I know it's my horse. Uh, little life hack. Yeah, boy. Rod Wave concert. He says there were way less than 200 car burglaries in the parking lot. It was more like four. Well, I say someone got the wrong information. That got a little exaggerated. Him Where did he have him. his concert at? Was it in a back alley in some <laughs> shitty part of town? I don't know, but in the background picture, without opening the article, it, there's a Capital One logo. Is there a Capital One Center somewhere or something? I guess it could be just yeah. a Capital One. Uh, like bank or something. Just I don't know, man. Security would have to have turned a blind eye if there were 200. Oh, I, I, I am going to say that much. I wouldn't pay $10 for a parking spot there. <laughs> so, may he rest in peace, but Euphoria producer Kevin Turin died after a medical emergency while driving his Tesla. Well, thank God they have the auto drive feature. I mean, <laughs> for the sake of other people on the road, I assume he was the only one who died. You would think the Tesla could have realized he was dying and called for help because <laughs> yeah, isn't it supposed to like recognize your eyes or something like that while you're driving gonna try to get the morbid stuff on out of the way extreme weight loss star brandy mallory died in a parking lot was it by a tesla that was unmanned because <laughs> i think i know who did that after buying chipotle what what that's a weird detail why'd they tell me that that makes me think chipotle was in on it that's all i got there was a, another article that said whoever called 911 said, I don't do dead people. Like, <laughs> like, hey, y'all need to come do something hey, about hey, this. If I did dead people, I would I would apply for you, but I don't. So that's why I'm calling you, letting you know, do your fucking job. You remember Nancy Pelosi's like house getting broke into and there was a hammer attack? Her husband got hit with a hammer? Uh, no, actually. Well, David DePape found guilty over 2022 hammer attack so the guy that hit him with a hammer was found guilty of hitting him with a hammer wow that's our justice system and it took how many years for that verdict just a year oh okay i'm glad they had a whole year to get that underway you know the formula one in las vegas yes yes a race car spits out flames on the vegas strip after hitting a loose drain cover i saw that clip did you see it or no no <laughs> yeah and the, the car the car is totaled I mean, like, it didn't, like, fly over, but they said, yeah, that the, the car can't race anymore. And they were working overnight because they don't want to cancel the uh, the event. race. Yeah. But the thing is, just, you know, it's, it's unsafe. So they were sending people the whole time, like, you know, walking, like, in a row across the track. To check all the other grades yeah, and everything. 
So. Probably just some five minute epoxy to hold them down. So it is Vegas. They'll go some all Some plumber's putty. <laughs> a stick of gum. There we go. <laughs> Juicy fruit. You know, I'm not going to give her the publicity, but OnlyFans model, whatever her name may be, is sorry for her boob flash. Isn't that what we're paying for? <laughs> well, I don't know when it happened. It must have been off of Olling fans. But she had a little boob flash, and she wants parents to know that there's no way that kids saw it. But you're I mean, telling her- us about it lets us know you did it. So if the kid... The kid- so the kids don't have an OnlyFans subscription to her page? Yeah. Seems like that'd be complimentary or you get a discount for being a student. Clipper Daryl is still reeling from a knockout punch. He's suffering headaches and dizziness. Yeah, I guess that's what happens when you smash your face into someone's fist. Do you remember Tyrese talking about Home Depot? He really hated to, but he's just going to have to sue him. Yeah, because yeah. that's his. That was his happy place. Like he's all into just. He's apparently a big do-it-yourselfer. Okay, here's the headline: Tyrese Gibson sued for altering an Airbnb property. <laughs> what? What? Did, what? Did, uh, you don't know. I'm curious. Altering. You mean like he went to Home Depot, got some stuff? He, he and... might have gone to Lowe's at this point. Okay, and then he went to this. Airbnb he rented and he just did something to it, like changed the sink or something? It would be different if it said destroying... I laid some new tile down. You're welcome. Like, I don't think I'd sue him over that. I'd probably tip him. Yeah. Especially if he paid for all this. Like, you paid me to come and stay in this place and do this for me. Yeah, that's a tip. There you go. He may have been looking for an outlet to do his work now that there's such a big to-do about it. And he thought, oh, this is a, a little sneaky way. This is what you do to kill time waiting on Vin Diesel to come at you with another Fast and Furious script. <laughs> this is what you do to kill time. It's the only thing to do. I tried watching that clip, like when he was arguing in a Home Depot. Yeah. It was like 20 minutes long, and I was just like, no, nah, not right. <laughs> it's just, I feel awkward for you, sir. Shakira settles tax fraud case with Spain, pays fine, avoids prison. So it just came down to money. Imagine that. I wasn't expecting much of a reaction, but we had brought it up before. It was like $15 million. Oh, saw, is that all? I saw it on the news yesterday. It was 16 but the, uh, that's what she owed. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what she actually settled for. Yeah, give or take a million I, there. I bet she settled for just a, just at least a little bit less. Honestly, she probably flashed the boob and discounted fine. L.A. Lakers fan injures himself at a game. He grasped at his leg during the shooting contest. He's the guy that was picked to to shoot and then embarrass himself in front of everybody. <laughs> unless he, they don't tell you that Unless part. he likes that type of attention. Uh, he might have faked it. I know it was supposed to like blind react, but I think I saw that clip. Yeah, I think he tore his Achilles heel. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's a story for a first date. I bet you he missed the shot. I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I saw, he kept trying to get up and it looked like he was, he kept falling over. What do you do? Trip up on himself or something? Achilles will sometimes pop just while you're walking across the room. Really? I mean, I'm not saying typically, but... I think he was doing like a half-court shot. Yeah. And in the motion of running, like you just saw him like buckle. Oh, God. That's horrible. This is... That's why I'm very... I have like a no-run rule for my body for reasons like that. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. The meeting of their parents is now on hold. As Taylor makes up a Rio show. Don't you hate it 
when you're making $4.3 billion in the middle of this worldwide eras tour, and God, you got to make up a show and postpone meeting the parents. That is an excuse I've heard a million trillion times. She's stalling. Something's wrong. You would think. (laughs) Using the old, I got to make up a show in Rio excuse. Okay, if they'll buy that, sure. You heard about that person who died? Yeah, someone died at a show. Was it her show? It was her show. Okay. Of uh, dehydration. Because they wouldn't let them bring in water. And then, you know, they were selling water bottles for like 20 bucks or whatever. And she died. Dehydration. They might have died anyway, but that's stupid. Well, I mean, that's the business of venues. They're they're sharks, really. They, they, They take the rationale behind amusement parks and they take it to the extreme where it's like like you were saying twenty dollars for a bottle of water i've never seen it that extreme but i have seen like ten fifteen dollars for a bottle of water that's gouging obviously and on top of that it's a necessity after a while so yeah when more pleasant news taylor swift is compared to barbie as she keeps her foot arched post heel mishap she lost a high heel and that foot just stayed right up there mm. 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 and they compare her to barbie really mm. it's talent well, there's nothing she can do wrong, is there? <laughs> she could fart on the mic and they'd be like, wow, that is groundbreaking. No one's ever done that before. Yeah, not purposefully. Another airline, uh, another flight got ruined, I bet, uh, over this one. Frontier Airlines freak out. Passenger <laughs> meltdown spurs a mid-air sermon. The devil has her soul. Mm, this is what happens when you take discounted flights. Sure, you get to your destination, but it's a little cramped and the clientele's a little different. But, hey, no uh, horses running amok, so you're all good there. I don't imagine a horse would fly Frontier. There's just not enough room. Those flights are just dingy. Moving on. <laughs> well, Fernando's got something he wants to say. No, 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 no. I just, I just Todd know, covered I it. thinking about another thing okay. <laughs> similar i got on a plane and it was like a seven hour flight and the first thing guys like uh, do you believe in jesus and i was just like oh, oh god not that i don't but it was like the first thing just, we haven't even departed yet not what we're talking about and yeah. he converted me on the plane like i had to go with it you know like that there was no other seat i could move to and it was just like a bad experience for me i found <laughs> yesterday i was uh someone dropped their car off so i was in the key drop and the Jehovah's Witnesses had dropped a pamphlet in the key drop box. About what? And it's still in there. I didn't read it. I kind of want to check that out. See, like, how I want to know what their uh, sales pitch is. Todd <laughs> Chrisley, first holiday behind bars, won't be easy, wants to see his family. Well, yeah, if I was in jail, that would suck. I don't imagine they have too many Christmas parties there. <laughs> At least not with your family, right? Well, I mean, they I'm sure they would have visitation, but it'd be under a time limit. That's nice. He wants to see his family, though. That's what he says. He knows that ain't going to happen. That's a hypothetical we can't hold him to. Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman have a peaceful family outing. What's the name again? Hours before the cops are called for a fight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's, they were peaceful, but... Yeah, yeah. That, that lasted for all about five minutes. What is the name again? That was so unique. Kim Zolciak? Hasn't she come up in... It's like uh, Vanderpump Rules or something? I That's just a name that stuck out to me. I would remember it if I heard that. Zolciak? That's actually all I got on Hot Topics. Oh. Yeah. Well... Zolciak. God, that's a power name. Did 
you guys hear that uh, that whole thing with the Matt Rife that was like happening? I think it was like in the last forty eight hours. Absolutely not. I didn't hear about that at all. I am a fan though. I do follow him. He is he's funny as shit. I like his uh, his repertoire with his audience. Yeah, something he did. No, they were just uh, you know people. He's not cool anymore. Yeah, they were just complaining because they're like, oh, you know, you watch like the clips and like yeah. his crowd work is really good. Yeah. And he just came out with a special a couple days ago and people were just coming to, you know, the internet and they're just like, he's yeah. not that funny. Oh, really? How funny and they are were, you? And yeah, they were like really <laughs> going in on it and then they were making fun of him because they're like, oh, he's like crying the blues. He's like, oh, because I'm good looking. Uh, my comedy's not taken seriously. That's like something an ugly person would say. A very unfunny, ugly person. Um, he made a joke about like spousal abuse or something like that. And then he posted on his Instagram, he's like, Hey, here's my apology. If you care to read it, like I forgot exactly like the details, the way he wrote it. And then he put a link and it was a link to like a special needs helmet. You know, so he was like doubling down. Oh, like, I love it. He was doubling down. <laughs> love it. He was doubling down on his joke. So, like, people were like, you can't. are we going to cancel him? And I'm just like, I'm sorry. You can't please everybody. Particularly as a comedian, you have to give him a little bit of a comedic license. Honestly. I don't know how far he took it. you got to be edgy. If you don't like him, you can cancel him as an individual. I was about to say, but, if you want to do Bible camp stand-up comedy, go to a Bible camp. But that's not going to get you far. you got to be edgy to stand out. He had, like, that instant fame when it finally took yeah. off. It was like a wildfire. And it just reminds me of David Chappelle. He's always in the news where people really try to cancel him or something, except now they've kind of stopped because it just well, it hasn't worked. Yeah, I was about to say, canceling doesn't work. Like, you want someone to drop their sponsorship? Okay, you might be able to accomplish that because companies will fold like a house of cards. Yeah. Then again, they're all about money, so why wouldn't they? Uh, but, like, he hasn't lost work. He hasn't lost revenue. If anything, he's gained more revenue by talking how he does about transgender issues and things like that. Is and any- it's like, it's not really hateful. It's just, it, it, it goes against the grain of what of the national narrative of what you should say. I have a prediction. What's that? He's going to still have a large following. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. He's going to remain famous. He's, he's number he's, one on Netflix, or at least was number one. I mean, it's just like, and he's selling out shows. He's touring with a bunch of great comedians. If he really did put out a bad show, it's probably going to be motivation to put out a good one. I just feel like the people who are coming after him right now, like a, like a lot of the clips that I've seen, are like under 25 years old. And I feel like his demographic are like cougars and like those people like, you know, 30 and over. We can take jokes like that. That's and funny you say that. It doesn't bother me too much. I understand you can't say it now, but like I'm not going to get worked up about it. You know what I mean? You take like Eddie Murphy's Delirious or Raw and you put that out now. Yeah. I mean, that thing killed. It was so funny. So funny. But like he uses all those words, all of, all of them yeah. throughout the entire thing. And he jokes about a lot of stuff that you cannot talk about. And it's just, it is a different time. And it is. You but know? Theo Vaughn gets away with a lot of stuff. Part of him being funny is he can say oh. the most off-the-wall thing. People don't seem to South hang him Park. up to dry for it. Oh, South Park's the biggest asterisk when it comes to that. They'll take something that cancel culture rallies behind, and they will intentionally make fun of it because <coughs> that's their brand. Yeah. And if you don't like us... It's different when a cartoon does it. Remember the insult dog, whatever his name was? I loved him. Yeah. What was his name? Comic the insult dog. Yeah, he, he could say something and get away with it because he's a dog. Yeah. Even though a person clearly was a voice yeah. actor or wrote the joke. Y'all didn't say much about Theo Vaughn when I mentioned him. You know who that is? Not a fan. 
I know Theo Vaughn. There's a couple of things uh, he says, but I, I kind of feel like his comedy reminds me, like, I don't know if it's well thought out or he's really saying it off the cuff, but like the way he delivers stuff, like his dialogue, it really sounds like he thought about it or someone gave him like a Mad Libs sheet and then he would like fill in odd words. It's so random the way he generates his sentences, you know, and it's just, it's funny. It's different. Yeah. Uh, what about, a, uh, you know, what? Shane Gillis? Mm, I don't. No? Okay. Mm. Where'd he come from? No, he was the guy who got canceled for saying a slur, but he's on the... Um, well, Theo Vaughn says he just writes it down. When he's got to get it out, he just writes it down. <laughs> he's on the... You ever seen that podcast, um, Bad Friends with Bobby Lee and... Uh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 it's not that guy. No, no. Mm. But that, I like Bad Friends, though. <laughs> Bad Friends is funny. They, they get the humor. But yeah, Theo Vaughn, yeah. He was on, um, what was it, Road Rules or something like that back in the was day? He? Yeah. yeah so I didn't, That's how you I was his... kind of wondering how he got popular or whatever. Yeah. That's a show I haven't thought about in literally 20 years. I think he did like one of the last seasons of it. He was on that, Road Rules. It, now they call it The Challenge, which, if yeah. you've seen it, has become more about the drama than The Challenge. Yeah, reality TV. Yeah. A nice little vacuum of crap. <laughs> I can't stand reality TV. I really can't. Was there any of them that you liked growing up? Uh, Honestly, the boom happened with Survivor. And Survivor, I could see how interesting it was, the appeal, but it wasn't my thing. Even from the get-go. Even from the get-go. I just never cared about, like... I mean, if I, I guess I like the real world. And that's what I was, it was. The real world road rules challenge is what it was. They would have guests from one battle it out with guests from the other, which road rules initially was just that, little battles and things where they could win money, eventually win the, the season or whatever. Yeah. But I liked the real real world at first, at least as a teenager. Yeah. The first few seasons, were, I liked them. You become a little more jaded as an adult when you see that type of stuff, and you're like, okay, this drama is not as interesting as I thought. <laughs> but <laughs> I got into it back then, I guess. Jamie made a funny comment about Gary V. I blocked Gary V on everything, and I used to really like him or whatever. But this is what he's done. He sold hope to a bunch of kids that are just young enough that they don't know any better. <laughs> That's what Gary V's done. Oh, you're going to be a social media star or whatever. Put out content, put out content, put out content. It's like it doesn't work for everybody, Gary. I mean, maybe they could do something else with their lives. But he sells hope to kids under 23. Yeah. I used to watch him like uh, a lot, like back in like 2015, like when he was like. Yeah, I like him, but I got to the point where I just don't follow him. What what is he? Is he like some social media motivational speaker or something? You don't even know who that is at all. Yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk. I see why it goes by Gary (laughs) V. He just didn't seem that. Uh, revolutionary to me at some point. He's on a little bit too high of a pedestal. I actually follow D-Rock but have Gary blocked. That's his cameraman from the from the start. D-Rock. Okay. He'll talk about him but he doesn't get on camera much. Okay. And that's his digital production assistant initially. Now I'm sure he has a quote team. Hmm. But D-Rock's still a big part of it. I'm going to go by T-Rock. <laughs> But no, I, I don't know who Gary V was uh, or is. Yeah, he just uh, he, he was a person who kind of like took no days off for a long time. He worked hard. I'll give him that much. Yeah, and uh, you know he built his business, and you know he talked about like really like you know put it in the hours and like social media and to whatnot to build his his brand. And then like he got kind of big off, it and then he made other moves and whatnot. But now yeah, what he does is sells hope. The one thing just, I do think he helped society with was pushing self-awareness i'll give him that like hey 
figure it out for yourself, you know, become self-aware rather than trying to buy into everybody else's stuff. Yeah. Focus on yourself. So I like him for that. But he does sell hope for sure, like a prosperity preaching person or something. That's the goal for me and Rob. We just want to get to that level where you can just sell hope. Like, you can do this too. Just buy our at-home kit. (laughs) You would not believe the stuff I'd want to license. And I would. I'd sell out. I'd sell the fuck out. I don't care what anyone thought. Deep down, they'd do the same thing if they were in the same position. They weren't putting out new pizzas. So I tried consolidating the pieces onto one dish, so then it looked like there were a bunch of empty dishes. Because they were, they just had a piece or two left. And then when that didn't work, I I just went and took them and was throwing them in the trash or putting them on a table where people had already left, so they had to put something out. Why are you making people do their job, man? so inconvenient. (laughs) Fucker. I just wanted people to know that when you do go to Pizza Inn and there's nothing out there or you don't like the pizza that's out there, just grab it anyway. You probably don't want to get busted throwing in the the trash can, but pick you an empty table where everybody's left and just kind of drop it over there. Or put it on your table. Or go all Karen out and ask to speak to the manager. It's within your right to kind of pile that up and just leave it on your table and not eat it. I mean, they may have a sign somewhere about it, but... You could get away with it. I don't know. Why would you do that, though? I guess for any other reason, I guess, why would you do that? I guess I didn't think about that. But But Pizza Hut's buffet, that was ten times better. Always was. I didn't see any out here, but in New York, when, you know, the demise of Pizza Hut and they all started closing, right? What I really liked was, like, rediscovering where they were. Because they never demoed the building, so a lot of them turned into like a Chase Bank. It was like an undercover, <laughs> pe- like an undercover Pizza Hut, because you know yeah. it still had that hat. Still had the yeah. yeah. The one in Easley became a, a Hibachi boy, like little Hibachi. It's place. not that now, is it? Oh, is it? I, there was a scandal about it. Do you remember? No, something about prostitution or something. Man, it was all over Facebook, and I a, missed it about a year and a half. God, <laughs> here I was going to pimps. I could have just gone to Hibachi boy. Yeah. Jeez. Could have probably saved money, too. If anyone's listening who actually knows the details of that, let us know. Is it still open? To my knowledge, yeah. I mean, I've driven past it. It's not like I've examined the thing, but, I mean, it's still there. Still looks like a pizza hut from the outside, and I think they still have the Hibachi Boy sign on it. But if they advertise the, the prostitutes, I could see business taking a slight bump. They probably should have done that in retrospect. Seriously, what? Like, they just caught... Was it a prostitution ring or something? Or I thought... Wow. i tell you where I for sure know they were prostitutes. Oh, yeah. Now, while we're on the subject. Now, this has been a while. But okay. The, but the Allstate office in Powdersville, do you remember that? No. They closed it down. Yeah, they were running prostitution out of an Allstate there for a while. You missed out on that too, didn't you, Todd? Yeah, I was always a state farm guy. <laughs> <laughs> Fernando, where do they have prostitutes in your hometown? You... <laughs> <laughs> All those massage parlors, man, in New York. Yeah, I've never heard of the, one massage parlor here having that happy ending special or anything like that. I'm sure they do. It's just I haven't heard of anything like that. I'm not going to say there was a website where you can find it that rhymes with, uh, sounds similar to a uh, frack page. But <laughs> so you go there and you just type stuff and then it'll just show up and you, you go. All right. Well, there, we, there you have it. <laughs> well, I've all heard this from a friend. Is that why that website got shut down? Yeah. Could you date a massage therapist? Is that what they're called? Uh, masseuse? Yeah, but they go to, to get some certification 
Okay. Mas- Are they a certified certified masseuse? Yeah. I always like the word masseuse. It ain't massage therapist. Well, I mean, I'm sure they could call themselves that. It's so, like what a dentist is a dental therapist. Could you date one? Yeah. I mean, I'm just curious. I don't know. What does she look like? Got to go see a client. Would you wonder? Uh, a client? Well, well, uh, you know, if she's hot enough, it wouldn't matter what she did. If you got issues with that. If she was given a bunch of happy endings, would you want to know? Oh, or wait. just would you rather just say, well, maybe she is or not? I'm I think I would want to, to be know. Oblivious. You know, if I'm in a relationship with a masseuse, <laughs> it's like, hey, you, you you jacking off a bunch of guys? I just feel the need to ask. <laughs> Seems like that would come up sooner or later. What about you? I specifically didn't date someone because they were a masseuse. They, I got a bad vibe about the happy endings. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna like lecture her about it or nothing. I do whatever she wants to do. I just don't want to date her because of it. Took myself out of the dating situation with her, which pissed her off pretty good. How'd you do it? Because you know her professionalism and all over that. I'm like, well, I think she pried as to why I didn't want to continue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, I think you're jacking off a bunch of dudes, like you say. It's just I, I'm getting that. I'm getting, vibe j- I'm getting jack off vibes here. You know what you should have done? You would have. She should have jacked you off, and then you told her that afterwards, because she probably wasn't going to do it after that conversation. If she was going to do it, hindsight it's always twenty twenty. <laughs> what kind of vibe do you get from that? Though, just kind of like, wait a minute. It's been long enough that I don't quite remember. I seem like a hand whore here. And if I did, I would give you the the full details of what kind of triggered me on that, but. I did I lose interest in a girl when I found out she had an Axeman tattoo. Are we talking about dating now? Yeah. Is that what prostitution led to? One of the same thing. You're just spending the money for something different. you know. But it's all for the same thing. Well, you broke up for that. You broke up for that. I broke up with a girl for a very simple reason. Uh, we had sex one night and then... Um, <laughs> I lost interest. <laughs> and, I, and I go downstairs and I'm using the bathroom or whatever. I'm brushing my teeth. And uh, she comes in and she she goes number one, like while I'm in the bathroom. And dude, oh we're wow, like, we're only like a month into the relationship. Wow, broke just traveled past that line. And I was just like, nope. She's like, but we just. I was just like, nope. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did you pee on me? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, water. I probably could have got over that, but I'd have probably had to been there to see what he's talking about. I'm, I'm pretty sure I would. Yeah, but if you're saying like years down the road, you guys are like, you know, you got a place together. This is like within a few weeks. That was like a move she made. I was like, nah. Was it the first time she was over to your place or maybe, wherever y'all were at? Maybe like the second, third time. Wow, make yourself at home. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's basically a version of she was moving too fast. Like, even if you know somebody, the girls are usually the last to do crap like that. It just makes me think she'd probably rip one in front of you, too, if she had to. I have another yeah, story, but that's too embarrassing. Oh, well, God, like Rob, you're going to put it on the table just to tell me you're not going to tell it? Come on. Come on, man. I think like 16, 17 years old. And I was seeing this girl and we both cut school. And I just remember it was like the sun was coming through the shades and it was lighting the bed up like it was like a, I forgot, like in the movies, right? It was yeah, all like, like Dawson's yeah. Creek. Yeah, and like you can see like the dust <laughs> in the air in the room. We were doing it, you know, we were like changing positions and whatnot. And then all of a sudden she's like, wait, 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 wait one second. And then she pushes on her stomach and she lets one rip. Like a, a, a queef. But this is the first time I've ever experienced that. And I was really young. And then, you know, my immature brain was like, bro, she just farted on my on my thing. <laughs> totally killed the mood. I was like, uh, done. 
Seriously, does that mean I can fart during sex too? I mean, like he said, queef. Yeah. Yeah. Well, queef. Yeah. But either way, yeah. Okay. Well. And apparently, I had to slow down on the artificial queefs because if you're blowing air in there, there's something called an air embolism or something. Yeah, I heard yeah, about that so. too. Actually. <laughs> so that's real. I don't know. I always thought that was an urban legend, but okay. <laughs> but if they push on their stomach, that's not what's happening. That's an internal type production of that. Okay, noted. <laughs> How long did she stay after that? Uh, not too long. <laughs> but I was, you know, I didn't know any better. That was the first time that ever happened to me. Before the internet, and you had to do, you had to use something called your imagination. Yeah, yeah. It was Sears catalog. Or... <laughs> <laughs> what do we got here? Good housekeeping? I'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm familiar with what you're talking about, yeah. Well, let's see what came in the ads this week. <laughs> Mad Magazine. Well, I'm not going to get off to it, but maybe it'll make me laugh. My brother had a VHS that I found. He had like a, a porno VHS. And I discovered it, and then I tried to get it out, and it got stuck in the VHS. And I was like, <laughs> shit. I was like, oh, shit. I tried. I tried to take the, the housing off and try to get it out. I said, no, nah, fuck it, man. And then like... A couple of weeks later, my parents rented something from the <laughs> from Blockbuster. <laughs> Little did they know they were going to watch something else. <laughs> and then they, yeah, you get in trouble. They never threw the tape out, though. They never threw the tape out. Wonder what happened. They keep tape. this for evidence. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let this be a lesson to you. I'm going to dispose of this properly <laughs> without any witnesses. Have you ever? met someone for the first time and once you were with them they didn't want you to go they wanted to just seal the deal right there on the spot having sex that night or are you talking about like just hanging out and like become a couple instantly well, on the first date i mean i've gone to to someone's house where they're like clawing my arms begging me to stay and stuff like that i was just wondering if that had ever happened to any of you guys and i've had it happen more than once but my point is or my experience is it never worked out that tactic is like not really the one to take i guess made you like turned off by them doing that or i guess it turned me off a little bit yeah. well, for, for one i don't want to get intimate with someone just like this yeah i'm not saying it hasn't happened but it's been the most rare instance like i i i want to know a lot about what they're thinking before I, I go down that road personally i definitely agree i mean you know you know in my 20s it, it has happened where you know you meet somebody at a bar or whatever and things go well you take them back to your place but there has been times like that where them being so aggressive about it you're just like no i mean that's personal for it's, me like it just it just something doesn't sit right when it moves in that direction no i've never no. had a woman claw my arm not purposefully no <laughs> Thank you both for sharing. You've entertained me this afternoon. <laughs> Supposedly, guys only want one thing. You know, we're just couldn't help ourselves. We're going to take it if it's an option. No. But anytime off a fresh start, someone's tried to, to pin me down like that, it hadn't worked. I had a coworker do it out in Vegas. Um, she's like, man, my car's dirty. I need to wash my car. I was like, ah, me too. We'll swing by the car wash after work. And I can't remember why I needed to run by the house, but she came in. She tried to pin me to the bed, and I was like, it just, it catching me off guard. There wasn't enough history there, so I don't know. Any of our skits, we've never actually written down a script or something like that. We just try to wing it, which is tough, but then again, it's tough to, it to helps script something, too. When we have a direction, well, I mean, 
I could script it, but I'll tell you right now, we'll go off script with it. But a good thing about a script, or at least a thorough outline, is that it gives you a direction. That'll make shooting so much quicker. And it has. At least our last couple, I think, have been a lot quicker than our first couple. Yeah, that thing with the storage wars yeah. was kind of, in a way, elaborate, but it was so simple the yeah. day of. Same. I think we took two takes of everything and just picked the, the best ones, but it was a quick edit. Yeah. I bet you within two days I had it edited. The same thing with the Chick-fil-A thing. Within one day I had that. Yeah. It sucks, but you got to do shorts to get uh, pushed into a feed, which... We've talked about that before. Facebook, you could have 20,000 followers and it'll show your stuff to like 200 <laughs> people. If that, supposedly. We went to pay for it too, like just to see what would happen if you promoted a post. We got a bunch of fake likes. Something had like 600 likes. And it was a YouTube video too that we had linked. So then when you click on it, it's like, ah, 100 views. You're like, okay, you, you know, we got 600 likes and 100 views. They use some sort of independent contractor network for those ads apparently, but it's like... I'm trying to do a legit promotion, and I'm basically getting spam on the back end. So we didn't pay for that again. But Uh-oh. Yeah, I know, I know there's like the AI apps where you can put your content in it, and it will tailor it per platform. Like it'll make a couple of shorts, it'll make long content, then I'll do it for TikTok, then I'll do it for like what it would be on Instagram, like all different styles of reels, <clears throat> it'll do it for you. It's one of the reasons we've got an uphill battle. We're so different and are so anti-AI, I guess. Yeah. I almost signed up for ChatGPT and didn't. Jamie wanted us to sign up or he's about willing to pay for it. I just didn't quite have the time to mess with it, but it probably would have saved me time, so they say. Well, I hope for AI's sake, for Skynet's sake, they're able to resolve this and continue <laughs> their progress towards total robotic domination. You have a, an iPhone? Yeah. Yeah, the ChatGPT is just an app now. You could pay premium, you know. I think it's like maybe five bucks a month, but like just the regular one, mm -hmm. it's free. It's really interesting. It's really, I've like asked it like super like complex. I can't remember off the top of my head, but like really in-depth, like, and I'll give it specific details about everything. And, you know, instead of saying like, what color is the sky on? I'll say a whole array of things in layers like a whole paragraph it's just amazing like the way like it'll say it it's, and then i'll say it again i'll be like you know what can you say that at like a third grade level and then i'll rewrite the entire thing give it to me as a bullet point make it a story a bedtime story then i'll write it again and i'll write it and it's like instant it's crazy we should have an episode where we do that with ai like ai is our guest yeah uh -huh. what do you think eh? I'm probably going to have to download the app and mess around with it a little bit first to see if that's possible. All right, well, don't piss it off. <laughs> All right? That would just totally kill it. It would just be the There's Todd show after that, after it murdered you or something. So you're telling me download the app. It's free to use to a certain extent. If yeah. you want it to do a whole lot, you might have to pay. Well, for the premium, I think it's just like more information because they ChatGPT was given like everything like from the internet up until like February 2021, right? So it only knows up to 2021. But well, then it, it was the fastest growing app ever. Yeah, they were charging 120 a year at the time. Did they say, oh, the fastest growth ever wasn't enough, so let's just make it free so we can grow even more and we'll worry about the money later? Like, what is, what's going on? It's just that I think with ChatGPT, you know, everybody's going to have it, so, you know, making it just a few bucks because just I, I, I get so blown away with all the different types of AI programs now that they have. Like, I watched one for podcasting, and the guy just put, you know, the three cameras, the mic and all that stuff, 
and they recorded the, the footage and they had the video and audio and they put the whole thing into the program it edited the entire thing in under maybe two or three minutes and it would cut the camera to what you were talking then when you were talking then maybe when you made a, a facial expression it knew like the, the program knew and then it would cut it into like little viral clips and it did everything i was just like this is crazy <laughs> We should come up with a uh, AI app called Little Bitch, and what Little Bitch does is anything you don't want to do. That's what your Little Bitch does, and you make it do everything you don't want to do because you know it's AI. Million dollar idea. That and the episode with AI as the guest. Those are my ideas. Two bullet points of genius for the day. I've wondered how, if you put a video through, if something could auto-edit it, what it would turn out as. I figure it would be not that great. No, it's it's pretty good. They, they played back the footage, too. It'll make the adjustments for whatever you say. Like, you don't even have to manually do it. So you can give it some feedback, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it'll, it'll do it again. Like, you did something I like, but this other thing we wanted to see a little bit more of. Absolutely. Are you chatting with it, telling it that, as if it's a person? Yeah, you can do that, too, yeah. Is it like an add-on to ChatGPT, or it's completely separate? I, I forgot what they call it. I don't know if it's Journey. I think that was the Photoshop one. <clears throat> but it's just uh, like a podcast editing AI where it has its own internal like ChatGPT wow. and then also its own software you know, to edit and to do everything. I think now is a good time to admit to our listeners that we don't actually exist. Oh, I don't think so. That goes against my programming. <laughs> I'm under a self-destruct mode if I come out <laughs> as uh, robotic, bionic. Or anything. Just digital. Yeah. <laughs> we got into a AI program to like make music and <laughs> it would make like three songs at a time. And we didn't really like them because we, we messed around with it for just a little bit and we were like, eh, we'll just dig back through the library to find what we're looking for. <laughs> but it doesn't really know what we're looking for. You, yeah. you try to tell it because you give it some constraints, but you haven't given it quite enough to really hit the essence of it. I'm sure it will, quote, improve, and I'm sure that it will also help ruin society as it improves, but yes. it's coming either way. Well, they, a lot of people, what they said <clears throat> is that with like the birth of like this, this whole thing of AI, this new wave, they mentioned <clears throat> that it will bring like humanity, the human race, more back to like social interactions and gatherings and in a perfect world it might. I yeah. don't know. No, because it's gonna do everything else, so it's all about like the interactions we have as humans, you know what I mean? Like enjoying ourselves. That's what that's what they say because it's gonna end up just doing so much of the legwork. You know what I mean? Computers for all the ways they make life better. Mm-hmm. There's some downside. There's some double-edged sword, and there's, it's going to be that way with AI, too. But you're not going to know till 10 years down the road and kind of get a sense for what it did or what it didn't do. It's uh, I, I could go into jobs at this point, but I won't. That's but, another podcast. <laughs> but we got to try it, Todd. What, AI? Yeah, we got to yeah, download, I, like you said. No lie, I, I would love to have a guest as AI on for one episode. <laughs> Like, I don't want to see something a computer made sometimes. Uh, I guarantee you it's making porn that people are actually using. Yeah, may not even know the difference. The, did you listen to our body painting fart fetish and all that? Did you listen to that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it got really okay. crazy. Rob <laughs> well, really was nuts with the purple. Well, there was, I forgot which celebrity was and, suing over it about the deep fakes. This was like maybe a year or two ago, but like the deep fakes were getting so good. Unless you knew, you'd second guess yourself. Yeah. No, I, I believe it. Yeah. They're getting good. You know, indisputable they're, video they're, evidence they're, now isn't so indisputable anymore. That's kind of scary. 
to my point, it's like a double-edged sword. It'll help you do so many things, but I don't want to be faked <laughs> out constantly. That movie that was set in the 50s, but it was like the utopian society. Yeah, don't worry, but, darling. Okay, but really the person's asleep, and yeah. it's just uh, it's linked into their... Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it, Rob's ruining it for you now. Pretty much. Thanks, bud. There's a system that is linked into your consciousness. And it's making you think that the world is a certain way. But it's really just all deep fakes or just fake in general. Yeah, like the um, Matrix. All right, keep going. I'm still not a Lord of the Rings fan. <laughs> That's all I had to say about that. Yeah, but do you want every movie generated by AI? Wasn't that part of the writer's strike? Wasn't that part Honestly, of the... Honestly, the way a lot of mainstream movies are, they seem like they, they are rather written by AI now. They're so formulated. Because the people and powers that be with money and resources to make movies now are scared to death more than ever than taking a risk. But AI could write an MCU movie. Oh, yeah, a Marvel movie? Yeah. They're so formulated now, just throwing a couple of cheesy jokes, a couple of special effects, a leading man that's charismatic and probably has a line or two that's that's memorable. People are getting tired of it. And the Marvels is now looked at as something with all the content MCU puts out now between TV shows and movies. They're taking it for granted. But the creative genius that sweeps in and saves it it can't be AI. It's someone that no. actually is a creative genius. Yeah, AI is nothing but just a money saver. There's jobs that AI probably will take, like mostly accounting, things like that. Bookkeeping, it's going to learn how to sort things. It's going to learn how to, to, to keep tabs on things. Yeah, all yeah. those jobs are going to be reduced to data entry because that's all you have to do. Oh, I hate data entry. Yeah. That's one of the main reasons I quit the hospital. <laughs> I think it's like the Wild West right now, and... I think it's a good tool, and they're trying so many different avenues that I feel like at one point they will figure it out, you know, but they're trying, they're just casting a net, and they're just seeing what applications would be best for it. I wonder if AI fired the guy that basically invented AI, yeah. but yeah, Sam Altman, former CEO of OpenAI, <laughs> but he's not really former, like, they've admitted, like, oh, we followed the wrong procedures. I guess AI didn't tell them what they had to do in order to fire him. He, uh, it, it's not determined who's going to have the last laugh on that. <laughs> That'd be me. That'd be me. So the trap is set. <laughs> be safe out there, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Good night, everybody. Oh, by the way, I don't know where your harmonica went. Have you Does seen I, it? No, I have not. No. Nope. Mm. Oh, well. When it turns up, I'll put That's it in a right. safe it's place. Probably, it probably needs to be washed.